MSW Media. News was swearing. Daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, January 14th, 2020. Today, the Secretary of Defense says there's no intel on Iran attacking four embassies. Trump tweets and retweets racist propaganda. Cory Booker drops out of the 2020 race. And the skirmish between Warren and Sanders on the eve of the Democratic presidential debate. I'm your host, AG, and with me today is Jordan Coburn. Hello. Hello. How are you? Great. Got my eight hours last night. Ah. Feeling awesome. Nice. Yeah. Any How shows you? tonight? Uh, yes, I am hosting the Blind Lady Alehouse show that Connor Lofman puts on oh, in cool. Normal Heights. I love that yeah, show. Yeah, if you're not doing anything, you should come hang out, actually. I should. Yeah. I think I will. Okay. All right. I don't think see anyone's going to hear this on time to come <laughs> and see it. Probably not. But uh, in the past, we went to a show together. Yes. And every Monday, if you live in San Diego. It's a great show. Great Blind show. Lady Alehouse. Mm-hmm. Put on by, what, Thunderbar? Yep. And Connor. Yep. Lofman. Mm-hmm. Very, very good com- comedians. He always books like really, Great really shows. top comedians. So, yeah. And you'll be hosting. That's rad. Yes. I can't host. I'm not good at hosting. Yeah. It's I'm, a lot of like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm all, hey, everybody. I, I don't have time to get into my, any of my jokes, but um, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yes. You know, like, it's just weird. I'm just not good at yeah. it. Yeah. I've hosted so many times. It's like in my brain now as a mechanical response at the end of my set that I'll be doing a regular spot yeah. and then I'll be like, all right, that's my time, everybody. Let's get ready to bring up your host. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the host comes up. I'm like, what the fuck? What did I just do? <laughs> it makes no sense at all. And I always get people's names wrong. I have the worst oh, memory. Oh, yeah, that shit sucks. They write it on my hand or something. And then, yeah. Which is weird because I hosted an open mic for like eight years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like mostly music. So it's, a, and it, I don't know, it was just a little different. It was pretty cash. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, a sh- it was a, at a bar. So, it, you didn't have to be like everyone's not sitting right. facing you and being quiet yeah and you can just be like fuck you yeah you, you know like, as a hey, host fuckers. you don't have to yeah exactly Cheers. <laughs> who's drinking yeah, yeah. all right your first comedy here's your music <laughs> yeah exactly whereas at a comedy club if you're hosting and you fuck up the headliners like you fucked up my name yeah. they like freak the fuck out it's <laughs> oh, like oh I'm god i'm so headliner. sorry yeah like oh, i've never heard of you yeah exactly um anyway <laughs> yeah good talk yeah good job good job inside baseball <laughs> Well, that's how we do open mic. <laughs> Actually, this is an open mic. But yeah, anyway, intros. it is a show. Because mm-hmm. you have to have hosts for shows, too. It's not just mm-hmm. mics. But anyhow, we do have a lot of news. <laughs> if, you're, if you're interested in the news, yeah. uh, we do have a lot of that. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, so Trump is in rare form on Twitter today. He, he was tweeting out at first, like, disgusting images, including... He tweeted out a photoshopped image of Nancy Pelosi and Senator Schumer, and Pelosi was wearing a hijab, and and Senator Schumer was wearing a turban. Oh, my God. And they had the Iranian flag behind them. And then separately, and this is a retweet from some... Because they wanted themselves to be consulted before he entered our country into war, basically. I guess so. What a bunch of dicks, right? And then separately, he retweeted an image of a mutilated corpse saying Pelosi supports this kind oh of behavior. Uh, and Trump continues to conflate Democrats' anger with Congress not being consulted and false justifications for the airstrike um, with what he sees as Democrats supporting Soleimani. 
which is not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm absolutely blown away by this. I don't even know what to say. I'm somehow simultaneously shocked yet totally unsurprised. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, every time something like this happens, which is daily pretty much, we're always like, oh, we should have expected it. But but what he does, you you can't you you're just not evil enough to envision what's coming next. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the thing my brain does when a mass shooting comes on the news. It's like horrifying, but also unsurprising. That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah, because I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there's another. And like hopelessness is a big feeling that always washes over you like a wave when you see that shit because it's just like, fuck, we're still here. Yeah, and what can I do? I mean, vote and yell and scream and march and protest and mm-hmm. and get re- people re- to register to vote and knock doors, but like... Uh, it is a very it's a helpless feeling especially i mean to first of all to insinuate that people who wear hijabs and turbans are bad people right and then second of all right to, you know like, yeah there's layers <laughs> yeah of how offensive that is and, and it was like when mccain was at that rally and, and that lady was like obama's a muslim and he's like no he's a good man like hang on a minute what the yeah fuck? <laughs> also was it a turban as in like turbans that like Sikh folks wear it looked like it was Sikh, which is also a super common idiot misconception yeah. when it comes to Islamophobia. Yeah. So that's fun. But yeah, he, he retweeted those and he's still, as far as I know, I don't go to his Twitter much and I don't follow him. But um, when I checked, it was still up. Both of those tweets and the mutilated corpse is like this. It's, it's a literal mutilated corpse and it just says Nancy Pelosi supports this. I feel like no president should be tweeting any photoshopped image whatsoever like right. i don't even care if it's putting a freaking banana across someone's face like i don't know why i had to make a phallic but, <laughs> but like any eat your banana sideways yeah like any kind of doctored photo should never come out of an official account regardless i don't care what the hell it is it seems like it should be against the presidential records act to tweet out fake yes, photoshop fake anything yes i completely agree I don't know. Maybe that's part of the tactic, though. It's like, we'll just start putting more Photoshop shit there, and then people eventually won't be able to tell the difference or won't even think about the difference. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> gross. It's really, really, yeah, really that bad. Yeah, really, I was... really gross. Ugh. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, um, it's like some Roger Stone crosshair shit. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, and speaking of Iran, Senate, the Senate could vote as early as tomorrow on their war powers resolution uh, legislation. It's much like the one brought forth by Pelosi that has already passed the House. This legislation comes from Tim Kaine, uh, as the administration can't get their shit straight about the justification of the airstrike that killed Soleimani. First, the administration said there was an imminent threat posed by General Soleimani. And then Pompeo was like, oh, we don't know when and we don't know where, but there was a threat. Um, which is the opposite of what imminent means. Uh, and then Trump said the imminent threat was our embassy, but that that protest already happened mm-hmm. when he had when he ordered the airstrike. Yeah. Then Trump told Laura Ingram on Fox, I can reveal it would have been four embassies and Baghdad already started. But then Mark Esper, Trump's secretary of defense, said uh, Trump didn't cite a specific piece of evidence. He said what he felt he believed. Uh, and then when asked if there was a specific piece of evidence, he said he didn't see one with regards to four embassies. But uh, Trump said he and this is the secretary of defense in com- total defiance of what the president has said. 
as a reason for uh, an airstrike against uh, Soleimani. And usually when that shit happens, there's an investigation or seven investigations. Mm -hmm. And so I'm waiting for them to launch an investigation into this in the, I don't know, House Armed Services Committee or something. Does the Department of Defense have their own IG? Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. then get on it. Yeah, totally. Who is that guy or girl? I don't know. I don't know. I have to look it up. But uh, when asked if there was, yeah, when he was asked, he was like, nope, I didn't see any evidence that there were four embassies that were going to be blown up. But Trump says he believes, Trump believed the embassies were threatened and he believes him. So that's the fuck his feeling. That I believe him. I'm just the highest up person that oversees our entire goddamn defense department. Yeah, I didn't see the intel, but but I I believe him. Yeah, I believe that he had to not show me. Imagining in some fucking fantasy world that Trump has intel that the Secretary of Defense doesn't have. Right. Or that Trump is more qualified to make that call than he is. It's it's which I realize the Constitution gives him that power, but it's just absolutely nuts. Yeah, it really is. Um, but it doesn't give him the power to go to war without consulting Congress, yep. and so that's kind of where that, that mm-hmm. why these two war powers resolutions are coming out of of uh, the Senate and the House. You knew when Trump was going to get elected, though, that he was not going to make it long without pressing that red button that he has. No, that's like literally power at his fingertips. And did you see the? I don't know. Again, I didn't read the script. I'm just going to wait and see if you go there. Okay. <laughs> but keep it in mind in case I don't. I will. National Security Advisor Robert Blair uh, then said Trump won't release the intelligence to back up his claim because they aren't looking for a short-term political win, but they want to protect Americans. And if they release that intel, they will be not protecting Americans, apparently. Uh, as we know, many many lawmakers aren't satisfied with what the administration has given them, despite the chair of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, calling the intel exquisite. She got an exquisite pussy. Well, how about my exquisite erection, huh? Eva, what do you think? You like my exquisite exquisite erection? Hmm? Do you like my erection selection? And then more tweets. Uh, Trump said in a Monday tweet, the fake news media and their Democrat partners, uh, instead of Democratic partners, are working hard to determine whether or not the future attack by terrorist Soleimani was eminent, and he spelled eminent wrong, of course, uh, or not, and was my team in agreement? The answer is... Uh, to both is a strong yes, but it doesn't really matter because of his horrible past. So Trump is saying it doesn't matter if there was an eminent threat. And this goes right along mm-hmm. with his, you know, M.O. about mm-hmm. uh, it was perfect. It might not have been perfect, but it's not wrong. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because I'm the president and and then blame Clinton or Obama, which he's already done. So he's mm-hmm. a little bit out of order on this one. But all the elements are there of, of a Trump salad. So right. And I know that, like, obviously, since they're out of the U.S. jurisdiction, none of these laws would apply. But but citing someone's past actions vaguely goes entirely against the concept of, like, any sort of due process or, like, statute of limitations or just these concepts that are very, very established in American politics and law and, and courts and everything. And just, like, how you would go about punishing someone. Mm-hmm. That's a huge principle is... You know, just get to vaguely reference things from past or future times. You know, you have to have evidence. Yeah, what would stop him from jailing an American because he felt weird about four embassies and he passed in the past. He didn't like that. Yeah. Or is he going to go around to like whatever country he wants to fuck with saying you've done bad things in the past to us? (laughs) I'm going to kill you. Like what? Yeah. 
That's terrifying. Yeah, and that there's no intel on this. That's why Democrats are so upset. Not mm -hmm. because Democrats love Soleimani and we support ter terrorism and we're all secretly a part of uh, the Taliban <laughs> and Hezbollah. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, I did sign up for the Cuds for us a little while ago. And I know you work with the Iranian Revolutionary Guard uh, on your weekends. You're their accountant. So, I mean, yeah, but no. Um, and anti-government protests in Iran are back on now. Uh, they're escalating over the government's admission of downing that passenger Boeing 737 flight to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. uh, before the strike on Soleimani, there was already unrest and protests on the rise. Uh, but now that they have learned their government lied to them for three days, so they're back on. They're back in the streets. Uh, Biden has tweeted his support for the protests while many other Dem candidates for president haven't really said anything yet. Uh, I'm sure it'll come up in the debates Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. uh, and we heard more today about the deadly shooting last month at the Naval Air Station in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, we learned it was, in fact, an act of terrorism, according to Department of Justice. Uh, Bill Barr gave a press conference today. This is when that Saudi Air Force second lieutenant shot and killed three U.S. sailors. Um, we learned over the weekend that 20 other Saudi servicemen are going to be expelled from the United States following the review of the shooting. Uh, Barr, Barr and Bowditch, remember, one of the Comey Five, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, gave a press conference today confirming it was an act of terror motivated by jihadi messages and pointing to anti-U.S. and anti-Israel radical ideology in his social media posts up to two hours prior to the shooting. And in the days before the attack, the guy had visited the 9-11 memorial in New York, and he also confirmed that... Um, that, like I said, they're going to expel those 20 other Saudi nationals who have ties to the Taliban somewhere in possession of child pornography. Um, I don't know what's going on with Saudi Arabia and child pornography, but it makes me think of George Nader, right? Trump's yeah. proxy to Saudi Arabia yep. and the UAE, who's currently facing child pornography and sex trafficking mm -hmm. charges. How? He pleaded guilty today, by the way. Nader did? Uh-huh. Nice. Um, why is it that... Barr will come out with an official statement declaring something an act of terrorism in that case. But when a white nationalist shoots up and you kills... You just answered your own question. Yeah, a bunch of people, he won't come out and do the same thing. Question is in the answer. It's a white nationalist. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. The white is silent. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, at what point are we going to be consistent with that stuff? I'm not even just like saying this just to you know, be the token liberal and make like a token liberal talking point or whatever. It's like truly you could replace every single part of that sentence with the details of what happens when a white nationalist commits a mass act of violence and kills way more people also. Well, a lot of it has to do with our laws, too. Uh, we have di our laws are written differently for foreign nationals and and yeah, and homegrown terror. Mm hmm. And it need those need to be changed, uh, and I uh, that should also hopefully come up in the debate <clears throat> about changing those laws mm -hmm. to to make domestic terrorism, you know, a thing right. like a like to have to give those laws more teeth than right. they have already. Yeah, well, he comes out and he does this, and then people are going to watch it and be like, you know, their racism is going to be like heightened and stuff, and they're going to be all scared and shit. But then it's like you have statistically a way higher chance of getting killed in a terrorism attack that's perpetrated by a white person in this country mm. than you do what happened there. Right. But we never hear about that stuff. No. And, and of course, Southern Poverty Law Center and ACLU have tracked this. They have the evidence that, that white nationalism is on the rise. It is a terror group. Mm -hmm. um, it's being recognized as a terror group. And, mm -hmm. and it, it, it needs to be addressed as such. And it needs to be formalized in, in canon, in mm -hmm. our laws. Um, yeah. And and it's just not. 
yet. Uh, and hope f- and it won't be as long as a Republican is in office. Very important reason to vote for whoever the Democratic candidate is, because whoever ends up in office is going to do this. So, mm-hmm. yep. Uh, all right. Well, we'll be back uh, with more news on the 2020 election uh, cycle that's gearing up. Ooh. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and this episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Native Deodorant. Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat gland and keeps you from sweating? And aluminum may be linked to a number of serious health problems. That's why I was very excited to find Native Deodorant. It's made without aluminum, parabens, or talc. Uh, And Native Deodorant is made with safe ingredients you can pronounce that you understand, like coconut oil and shea butter. I know what those are. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. Very important to us here at Daily Beans. Uh, Making the switch to an aluminum-free deodorant doesn't mean you have to sacrifice on performance. Native will keep you smelling and feeling fresh all day long. Uh, I put it to the test, um, and it stands up to my pretty rigorous workout schedule and my 16-hour days, so I know it'll work for you, too. And and with over 10 amazing scents, including their classics and rotating seasonal scents, you're guaranteed to find one you love. Uh, Their classic ones include lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. My current favorite, which is coconut and vanilla. I just got it, by the way. You have to try it, Jordan. Uh, native come every single one I love it's like my favorite but I just got that one and now I'm like okay this one today uh, they also offer an unscented option because some people don't like the smells and they have a baking soda free option for those with sensitivities uh, there's no risk to try native has free shipping on every order they have a 30-day free return in exchange no questions asked in the United States check out over the 9,000 five-star reviews from happy customers who made the switch to native personally I like the native solid it goes on easily the aluminum-free formula doesn't stain my clothes. That's like a huge thing for me because I don't know if you know, but I wear a lot of black clothing and this doesn't mess with it. And I love it. And that's been a problem for me for a long time. So for 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code dailybeans during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase. Go to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code dailybeans. You will be glad you did. Okay. So there's a little bit of uh, welcome back. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to dive right into it. Hey, everybody. <laughs> A little bit of drama between. Is she selling me something or not? I between can't tell. Warren and Sanders, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I can't. I'm. St- I'm still marinating on this. Have you? Have you? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, the whole like accusation of him saying a woman will never be elected. Yeah. yeah. So basically, or not this time at least. R- right. But twenty. Yeah. So twenty twenty Democratic presidential candidate Elizabeth Warren is going after rival Bernie Sanders, accusing him of handing out a memo with talking points to his campaign staff, pretty much a script saying Warren is an elitist, and it seems that's only part of the problem. Uh, reporter MJ Lee from CNN told CNN, uh, well, obviously because she works there, uh, about a, pr- a private meeting that was held between Warren and Sanders in December of 2018, so a year ago December, when both senators were preparing to launch their presidential run. They met with uh, in Warren's D.C. apartment and apparently discussed the importance of staying civil during the campaign so as not to undermine the progressive movement, which mm-hmm. I agree with. They also discussed how to beat Trump, and Warren told Sanders... Um, She thought she'd be able to get broad support from women, and she had a good argument on the economy. Now, four sources apparently have told CNN that Bernie told Warren he didn't believe a woman could win. He also expressed frustration on identity politics playing a role in 2020. But Warren was pretty upset about his assessment that women can't win, according to these four sources. Warren has not yet commented on the story, so she's letting it stand as of this recording. But Sanders has vehemently denied it, saying it's ludicrous, ludicrous to believe ludicrous that the same meeting where elizabeth warren told me she was going to run for president i would tell her that a woman couldn't win it's sad that three weeks before the iowa caucus and a year after the private conversation staff who weren't in the room are lying about what happened um 
what he did say that night, he says, what I did say that night was that Donald Trump is a sexist, a racist, a liar who could weaponize whatever he could. Do I believe a woman can win? Of course. After all, Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump by 3 million votes in 2016. Boom. So, and there's video going back to 1988 of, of Sanders saying he thinks a woman should be president and could be president and could mm-hmm. win the presidency. Mm-hmm. He supported Warren for many, many years. Mm-hmm. But Warren's staying quiet on it. So that's where I'm like, ah, is she doing that for political reasons? Or like, because she needs a boost. She's kind of plateaued. Mm-hmm. A little bit. We got the debate coming up tomorrow night. It will come up in the debate. Yeah, I think so, too, which is kind of shitty, especially if it's not true. Uh-huh. But what are you going to do? Because it's in the news right now. What I would By love. By design, what I, would I imagine. Is if these were rogue people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love it if Bernie didn't say that. And I would love for there to be like a high five moment on the debate stage tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens. But so far, Warren isn't pushing back. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's... But I also don't want to accuse Warren of letting something untrue stand in order to gain political benefit. Right. I don't like anything about this story. Right. Well, it could be one of those things where even gender aside, you know, you hear like Bill Maher was talking about how his, from the very beginning, he was saying, go with Biden. He's solid. You know, the country is not ready to elect pretty much anyone outside of someone that's very establishment Democrat like Biden. Mm -hmm. You know, so maybe in that vein, Bernie had said something that was kind of like that, but it's not quite as cut and dry as a woman can't win. You know, he did say that he didn't like the identity politics. Right. And and he said that seemingly part of the story in response to Warren saying she could get women. Mm hmm. Um, presumably, maybe because she's a woman, and maybe then Bernie said, "I don't like the identity politics. Mm-hmm. We should run on the issues." Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that was taken out of context. None of us will ever know, right? Until they both say what happened. Yes, definitely. Or at least until they go behind closed doors, decide what the fuck they're going to say <laughs> happened, and then come out and say it. <laughs> How can we both win? <laughs> yeah. What's the win-win? Yeah. I mean, at this stage in the game, that would be the smartest thing to do because it's like this is the point in the race where people, I think, need to start looking towards the long game, which is that in November we have a general election against Donald Trump. So if you could mitigate your beef between each other right now, that would be great because what? We're in January. Ten months is not that far away, right? So if some really fucked up headlines come out right now against a candidate that might wind up getting elected in the primary, it's like, okay, well, that sucks. So I hope they can come together and not like escalate that. Exactly. Because yeah. if Bernie wins, this is gonna we're gonna want this to be tied up. Yeah. And figured out. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I said, I'm voting for whoever fucking wins. Yes. Friggin' primary. I don't. 1000%. I have like no argument you present to me. Yeah. About how much you hate fill in the blank. Yeah. Will make me not vote for the Democrat that wins the primary in November. Yes. (laughs) Nothing you say. Yes. I do also really. Unless you say to me, it's Tulsi Gabbard. In which case, I'll be like, oh, what do I do now? I'm I haven't heard about her. Vancouver. I haven't heard about her in like a week. <laughs> I don't know if she's prepping that third party run or not. I hope not. I've she already, said she won't. I already offered $1,000. <laughs> yeah. I do think, though, that the Bernie bro accusation, I know there are Bernie bros out there that were complete assholes and were like, I'm not going to vote for Hillary. I'd rather vote Jill Stein. A lot of those are Russians. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. But then I also think at the same time, it's like, if part of that 
fixation kind of on trying to paint Bernie and his whole campaign as being like sexists is what they're, you know, dedicated to do, then I could see that as being maybe kind of what's behind this headline. Well, we know, for but I don't a, know. We know for a fact from the Mueller report that anything or bust, mm-hmm. particularly Bernie or bust, comes mm-hmm. from Russia. I mean, the idea might have originated with somebody right. in the United States, but Russia pushed that. Mm-hmm. Any or bust, Warren or bust, Bernie or bust, Biden or bust, anything you see, that is a Russian talking point. That mm-hmm. is a Republican. They want you to to do that. Yeah. So do not do that. No. Um, Definitely not. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah, it does just bum me out to see all of this because you couldn't get two candidates that are closer to each other on that stage than Warren and Bernie. Yeah. So the fact that people have such immense disdain for one candidate over the other is like quite nonsensical, I think. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of folks were moved by psychographic social media posts mm-hmm. that were that were I know I was I was very upset about Clinton for example mm-hmm. about a lot of things yeah and, and, and most of that came from Russia when you realize that you're like well shit yeah I got to be real careful and just go by what I know of this candidate what I've seen of this candidate what their platform is and and try to avoid the social media noise because any of it could come from Russia, United Arab Emirates, Israel, anyone, Iran, anyone who's trying to interfere in our elections. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I did vote for Hillary. I, you know, I don't want, I yeah, don't need all the. Of course. Why didn't you support Hillary? Right, of course. Um, I did. I did support, I ended up supporting Hillary. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, I, you know, if you're mad that Bernie didn't support her fast enough or if, what, you know, okay but if he wins you gotta vote for him yeah i also will i think this is a good time for me to come out on this podcast here we go i am a bernie person she's a bernie supporter i'm a bernie supporter like through and through i am a bernie supporter my dad used to work with him in vermont i'm from vermont my family's from vermont he's fucking amazing like in so many ways and i know that our listeners have massive issues with him and i'm gonna catch a lot of shit for this but um, I'll obviously support any candidate, but I do think that Bernie, there have been instances where there have been like vague jabs at him and he is always the first one to come out and be like, you know, enough about the damn emails, right? Like shit, like shit like that. Because he's like, that's one of the things I love about him so much is he doesn't really indulge himself in these kinds of petty crosshair fights, you know? But I think that that's one of the reporting that's coming out today is maybe this is marking a change in that if they're starting to come at each other personally i hope he can maintain the same standard he set for himself over time which is to not play into that and if he did say something like that to clarify a statement or you know something but i really hope that this doesn't turn into some infighting at a really like shitty time for democrats to be infighting yep that's true um, with the, yeah, three weeks, less than three weeks, uh, is the three weeks from today, uh, we record Monday is the caucus, Iowa caucus. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, the debate is Tuesday night. <clears throat> Cory Booker has dropped out of the race today. Uh, he has not Sad. met the thresholds to get on the debate stage and Booker says he had no path to victory. The Booker campaign says he had no path to victory. It became clear to them over the weekend that money was running out and with the impeachment trial coming up and his failure to qualify for the debate, Booker's campaign didn't see how it could continue. Um, I think he will remain a strong surrogate and a possible excellent choice for a running mate. Uh, I think he's a great unifier. He's dedicated to beating Trump and Mm -hmm. defeating Trump. Mm -hmm. 
So we'll see um, who his supporters rally around. Uh, I I can't remember what the poll said. If most, 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 I think Cory Booker supporters mostly had him as second choice, but whoever, if if someone was a first choice Cory Booker supporter, I can't remember who their second choice was mostly. I know in Iowa, Elizabeth Warren is the number one second choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, could have uh, ramifications in the Iowa caucus because if you don't meet a certain threshold, if your candidate doesn't meet a certain threshold, then you got to go find another candidate's group to stand in. And if Warren's the number one, number two, mm-hmm. then uh, quote unquote ranked choice yeah. voting could select her to edge out Sanders in Iowa, who's currently leading yeah. uh, by a couple points. Um, and there's still three weeks to go. So we'll see how that, we'll mm-hmm. see how the, if this whole Warren Sanders might like it changes the polling at all. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. You know, so a freaking Warren Sanders ticket would be so insane. God, how insane would that be? Well, that's what we wanted in oh 2016. Oh my God. And apparently Sanders uh, urged Warren to run in 2016. And when she didn't, that's why he entered the race, which kind of goes against this a woman can't win situation. But I, you know, again, I'm waiting for Warren to respond. Yeah. But that was the, many Bernie supporters. Uh, that was their dream ticket was to get yeah. either Warren to at least endorse Bernie or to get her to, to be the VP. They are so similar. Both yeah. of their ideologies combined in Congress have just been amazing or the Senate. They differ now on Medicare for all, at least the implementation of it. Yeah. I'm just thinking about like when Warren was first really coming up in my eyes when I was in college, for example, talking about like student loan debt forgiveness, just these massive issues that are incredibly progressive. And then combined with all of Bernie's incredibly progressive messaging that that was seeing both of them working and coming out publicly with those ideas before AOC was there and all that stuff. That was really the first time where I was like, Oh, fuck yeah. There are people in Congress that were willing to fight for those ideals. Yeah. I think they're too alike to run a success, like a a more successful ticket. I think if it's Biden or Warren, or excuse me, Sanders or Warren who gets the nomination, they're probably going to want to pick somebody a little more moderate or Mm -hmm. a little more toward the establishment or somebody from the Rust Belt or somebody from the South. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, a little too alike. I think, yeah. Um, to to go at it, to yeah, go I understand on one that. Ticket. I guess really, I would just wish every politician was like them across the board. <laughs> <laughs> just, I wish just every person in politics was either a Warren or Bernie. Yeah, and um, yeah, we've already talked about the candidates that have qualified for the debate. That's Steyer, Warren, Biden, Sanders, Buttigieg, and Klobuchar. We talked about how Steyer bought his way onto yeah, the stage. Yeah, God, that's that pisses me off. That Booker's not there, and he is. I know, I'm mad. And Kamala, it mm-hmm. just like keeps getting worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and Castro, he was so good in debates. Yeah, uh, we will be watching. We'll bring you a recap on tomorrow's Daily Beans. I can't live tweet that shit anymore. It's, just, <laughs> it's a CNN debate, so it's going to be. Uh, it's CNN and the Des Moines Register. That's that's the one that the Des Moines Register conducts the Iowa poll. We call it the Iowa poll. Do you know? I didn't see who hosts or who's going to host. Do you know which ones? CNN or like which people from CNN? Oh, I like don't Anderson know. Anderson Cooper, ho- probably. Yeah, probably. Jake Tapper, maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd like to get some women on there. Yep, that would be nice. Right? I love Brooke. She's great. She's so cool. I like the both of the Baldwins. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of good mm-hmm. good people to choose from, but it's still CNN. So I don't know. We'll see. I didn't like their other debate. <laughs> so, yeah. Huh? Yeah. It was like, ah. That was like the Republican talking point repetition That's one. That's the one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so more headlines. The Trump administration has told the court. 
that their battle to dismantle Obamacare isn't an emergency. We can wait until after the election hmm. to have that trial. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, convenient. <laughs> this along with Steve's request not to have to disclose Secret Service spending from Trump's personal travel until 2021 sends a clear signal they don't want real shit getting out ahead in November. Until he's not elected. Right, until he <laughs> cheats his way into the fucking White House again. Yeah. Um, they don't. They certainly don't want to make his chances worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, and, and pretty much facts will do that to this administration. So... Yeah, no, no, it's not urgent. Uh, us t- taking apart Obamacare, let's not worry about it mm-hmm. uh, till twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's not urgent because literally everything else in his life is on fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> kind of not thinking about healthcare right now. Yeah, it's like if your toilet's broken in a hurricane, just wept <laughs> off the top half of your house. It's like, <laughs> what about okay. the toilet? I'll probably be shitting in the ground for a while anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we got a poop story later that's why i'm laughing uh giuliani speaking of turds is lobbying to get on trump's legal team for the impeachment but he's a potential witness so nah bro you can't (laughs) be on the legal team i mean tell that to rosenstein right yeah i guess but also i could i could see the senate being like yeah we're not going to be impartial jurors and uh the accused can also be the attorney yes (laughs) the guy who wants to who guy who completely generated all of the false fucking conspiracy theory bullshit about the biden's he can be the attorney Mm -hmm. let's make him the attorney Mm -hmm. that'll be great um uh, anyway we'll be right back with some impeachment updates we got some good news we got some interesting news we got mm-hmm. some news where i'm like i'll believe it when i see it yep. we got a lot of stuff going on with jordan uh to to give us those stories so stick around hey everybody it's ag what helps you fall asleep is it white noise machines or essential oils uh, i like lavender or books um what if the reason you're not sleeping is that your mattress sucks because it wasn't designed for you Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress, match made in heaven. So whether you're a side sleeper, hot sleeper, if you like plush or firm, uh, with Helix, there's no more confusion, no more guessing, and no more compromising um, on an average mattress. Helix Sleep was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired magazine. So just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a, get this, a 10-year warranty, uh, and you get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Uh, Helix is offering uh, up to $125 off all mattress orders from our list for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helix, H-E-L-I-X, sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $125 off. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody, welcome back. Jordan, you have... The impeachment update. Yeah, there's actually kind of a lot of things going on right now. Yeah, it, there wasn't this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I mean there was, but like not right, right, right. A lot of a lot of shit happened today. Yes, yeah. So everyone's been speculating on what the next steps for impeachment were going to be and when they'd all happen. Uh, we know they went on that holiday break, and, and there's a lot of suspense. And even though I know we're closer to something happening, we still don't have all the details. Pelosi, she said in an interview on Sunday or rather failed to say, when House Democrats would be naming their managers that would prosecute Trump at trial. 
Uh, she said, what I did say is that I would be consulting with my members this week, and that consultation will be happening uh, during a caucus-wide meeting set to happen Tuesday morning. She went on to say, we'll determine in our meeting when we'll send them over. So we can definitely look forward to some news coming out Tuesday. Um, but apparently, if they do send over that list of managers, house managers, then that would trigger the Senate trial to happen the following day. Mm-hmm. That's what I read in reporting. Yeah, they have, like, after they do the managers, that they have 24 hours to start proceedings. They got to walk. Yeah. The, there's, like, some sort of tradition where they have to walk the articles over to the house. Crazy. Yeah. Like a little ring bearer ceremony. You call Postmates, <laughs> Just get, like, get a little kid, <laughs> a six-year-old kid, just have it on a pillow. <laughs> so the oversized tuxedo. Just doing the one step together, <laughs> step together. Yeah, got it. With yeah. <laughs> Why should we need to pick someone who's been walking for at least... 10 years to do this job <laughs> that's so funny you got 24 hours to get there kid <laughs> um but yeah there was like a three-week impasse between democrats and republicans and during that time you know presumably democrats were just hoping that they could effectively use that time to convince senate gop members to vote to allow witnesses at the trial and um that might have worked but i'll cover more on that in a bit so Adam Schiff also reminded us in an interview on The View that if uh, the Senate does not allow witnesses, it will be the first impeachment case in history, not just of a president's impeachment, but any impeachment case in history in which a trial went forward without witnesses being called. Ever. Yeah, that's insane. Uh, And speaking of potential witnesses, Lev Parnas handed over the contents of his phones, plural, uh, to the House Intelligence Committee today after Southern District of New York finally allowed him to do so. Uh, This will include WhatsApp messages, texts, and photos that pertain to communications with multiple individuals that are involved in the impeachment inquiry. Uh, yeah, and then after a Parnas improvement show, and after a ruling by a federal judge today um, to share that allowed Parnas to share content from three more devices of his, there could be a lot more essential details to come out. And Parnas's lawyer has been tweeting all these updates, of course, because he's like the Avenatti of Parnas. Uh, he has been tweeting things out with a hashtag. Hashtag let live speak and hashtag live remembers. Epridge Farm remembers. And yesterday we talked about the reporting that came out from the Wall Street Journal that said Trump's killing of Soleimani was partly done in an effort to retain key GOP Senate reps allegiance to him throughout impeachment. Um, that's incredibly shocking and disturbing. But now even more reporting is coming out revealing further corroborating information on this. And that's coming out of the New York Times. So New York Times reported that he told some associates that he wanted to preserve the support of Republican hawks in the Senate in the coming impeachment trial, naming Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas as an example, uh, even though they had not spoken about Iran since before Christmas. So that's just further reporting that one of Trump's biggest motivations for this was to retain GOP support Yeah, in yeah. his own as we said. accountability session for his other crimes impeachment was imminent that was what was the imminent <laughs> <track>. <laughs> yep yeah uh but despite his best efforts reporting is now coming out actually that the white house is expecting some senate republicans to come out against not allowing witnesses at the trial officials have said that the white house is expecting at least four republicans to vote with the democrats on calling witnesses um in addition to senators murkowski 
Collins and Romney and possibly Gardner in Colorado. The White House is also thinking Rand Paul is a wild card and Senator uh, Lamar Alexander of Tennessee is an institutionalist and because of that he might vote to call witnesses. Um, This is all coming from top White House officials. So they're like that's more than four. If they can get those people I, I mean it's I think it's increasingly likely at this point because you know talking about the impasse that they had for a few weeks assuming that one of the reasons they wanted to hold off was to see if they could convince senators to vote with them for calling witnesses within those three weeks is when john bolton came out and said that he was willing to cooperate so that's huge and that's one of the things i think it was romney who cited that that he wanted to hear from bolton he did yeah Mm -hmm. he came out and said it again today that he he thinks he would vote for for witnesses he specifically and specifically named bolton and this makes me wonder if Nancy, before she announced that she was going to, you know, to before she sent her dear colleague letter, mm-hmm. if she didn't already know she had these votes. Yeah, I wonder, too. If anything, I'm definitely sitting here thinking that that was a successful move on her part and Democratic leadership's part to wait and to hold off and not send them, which is something that you've been talking about. Yep. Yeah, because... Really, time is the enemy of Trump. <laughs> so the longer you can like hold something off, the more uh, ammo you're probably going to get for your side. And that's exactly what happened. And that's exactly what they did. And I think we're actually looking now at a scenario in which McConnell's going to get overturned in the Senate. Yeah. And that's what mm-hmm. Joyce White Vance has been saying. Joyce Vance has been saying, look, first of all, if, if you have te- if you have witnesses that will exonerate you, you don't block them from testifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and second of all, um, you, th- what was the second thing? What were you just talking about? Uh, Bolton holding off. Oh, holding off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she she was like, look, regardless of when this trial starts or what's going on with it, this information is going to get out, mm-hmm. and it, it, it there's nothing you can do to stop it, whether it comes out before the trial or not. Mm-hmm. So yeah, totally. Yeah, and I think it's also important to note not. All of those Republican senators are sitting there twiddling their thumbs like in excitement for John Bolton to testify. I think that's more in the minority of why they want witnesses. (laughs) I think um, a lot of those names are also saying that they want Trump to have the opportunity to call his own witnesses and they want to hear from the whistleblower and they want to hear from like Adam Schiff and and all that. Yeah, all those that that stupid, stupid list of witnesses. I'm kind of like fine same yeah sure again again time and opening your mouth is (laughs) the two biggest enemies for this administration yeah it's because well facts because time creates facts yes it does there you go um i I, it's interesting uh looking at who the impeachment managers might be we know that one of the reasons pelosi was stalling uh was because she wanted to see the rules uh to know what kind of impeachment managers because you, you you're going to want different managers if there's witnesses versus different managers so there's no witnesses mm-hmm. some of the democrats are are more um talented at at, at questioning cross-examining witnesses mm-hmm. for example while others might be more procedural like that might be their strengths might lie there mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so looking at some of the possibilities we have i think val demings i uh, put my beans on her 100 percent. she's badass um, being an impeachment manager we could also see jamie raskin uh cicilline nadler uh lofgren zoe lofgren sheila jackson lee uh steve cohen that's the kentucky fried chicken guy uh, Jaya Paul, Ted Liu, Swalwell, and then maybe some newbies, because um, Nancy Pelosi has said she wants some new blood in there, like Scanlon or Madeline Dean or maybe uh, Naguz. And then, of course, there's Schiff and, and Elliot Engel. Um, 
anti-maxine and maybe the ways and means committee chair richie neal um there is no set number of house managers mm. um so there you pick as many you want we had 13 house managers republicans during clinton's impeachment um three are still around including wisconsin moron sensenbrenner god that guy's so dumb <laughs> Well, I didn't know cross-examination in the depositions. Because you're, you, you're so fucking stupid. I'm not even answering your stupid question. Uh, Ohio Steve... I'd like to see you as like a grade school teacher. <laughs> there are no stupid questions, except yes, they are. Except every single Put question. Put that hand down. You little meatheads ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would not be a good... You have not <laughs> proven yourself teacher. worthy of questions. <laughs> you will remain mouth. dumb. <laughs> Until you earn six bars on your badges, and then you may ask questions. Um... Anyway, so Sensenbrenner got uh, Ohio's Steve Shabbat. Is that how you say it? Chabot? I don't know. Uh, which I think is, uh, isn't that hat in France? Oh, Chabot? I don't know. I should know that. Shah Chabot? Yeah. Anyway. Je ne sais pas. And Lindsey Graham. He's, he was there during that time. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. And I also found it really interesting about that whole uh, shift on the view thing. Mm-hmm. Um, saying... Because dismissal and uh, apparently the message is getting out because 66 percent of Americans, 71 percent of Americans want witnesses, 66 um, percent want Bolton. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well over the 60 percent magic number we were talking about. And maybe that's what you know that maybe that's why Pelosi was like, I feel confident that they're going to have to fucking hear these witnesses. I'm going to go ahead and send. Or like I said, she might have already secured um, mm-hmm. those assurances mm-hmm. from a specific amount of Republicans. Yeah. I mean, it truly just only hurts them to not allow that. Somebody insinuated that that Nancy had spoken to Chief Justice Roberts uh, and said that he assured her he would override any vote to not call witnesses. But that doesn't sound like something either of them would risk doing, talking to each other ahead ahead of the trial. So Roberts will be there when they're having those kinds of, I don't know if procedural vote is the right I think he's there for for everything. Damn. Yeah. Finally. They need a fucking babysitter in there. What was interesting is one of the uh, Corbin, I think, no, uh, one of the Republican senators um, said, I don't want you sending any of your Republican House people over here. I don't need the shit show Mm -hmm. circus that that, that House busting in like Matt Gates style. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Basically, that was a a Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, Uh uh, Mark Meadows. It's like I'm uh, lactose intolerant. I don't need milkshakes flying anywhere. (laughs) Basically saying, keep your dirty fucking hands out of my Senate. Mm -hmm. Because you all are just assholes. Yeah. Just loud. Boys. Just, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Boys. Like a little boy, somebody throws sand in your mouth. Yes. Regardless of your gender, just the energy of a little shithead boy. (laughs) (laughs) A little shithead boy. Someone that hasn't gotten enough attention. Ugh. Uh, so that was funny too. Like keep your keep your shenanigans mm-hmm. in the house. Like mm-hmm. this is the Senate. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, slightly condescending, but that's fine. <laughs> hey, all right. Okay. It's only two of you instead of however many come from yeah. each state. Hundred only hundred compared to four thirty five. It is a more exclusive club by it, numbers, it, I guess. It definitely is that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're they seem more. You know, they're trying to say like we're a very dignified body. Yeah. There are cufflinks. <laughs> there are cufflinks. <laughs> There's something rotten at the Heritage Society. <laughs> um, yeah. So and, and yeah. So Parnas too. Like like you said, he got he got permission for three more phones. So that's four phones. Mm-hmm. 
his iPhone 11 and then three other ones. I'd be interested to know, too, what he's deleted. I know WhatsApp, you can make those messages disappear, kind of like how Snapchat was, mm-hmm. like the, like disappearing messages. Um, but it, I, they've got a store somewhere because Mueller had a ton of them that were apparently, tra- and they knew people had tried to delete them. Uh, and so they, but they found them and knew, and like that was a problem. And so they're somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of how when uh, that indicted guy like called up his inter- internet service provider and he's like, "Can you, Zuberry?" Mm. He's like, uh, "Hey, uh, the cops know I deleted those emails. Can you delete, delete them, <laughs> like <laughs> permanently?" <laughs> no, bro. No, they yeah. already have them. What? Yeah, exactly. You're, it's not like you've been charged. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? You want another count of obstruction of justice? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that's those are the impeachment updates, and I, I I haven't seen any other news come across uh, the desk here on that, but that's the latest. So it's getting it's getting hot. Yeah, I mean, up. pretty wild to think that it could start as early as Wednesday. I know. I'm thinking Thursday. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. They'll meet Tuesday, think about it, send the names Wednesday. Send the marching ring Sleep bearer. Sleep on it. Yeah. <laughs> the articles bearer. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. If oh, anyone has any reason, <laughs> these articles shouldn't be adopted. Speak now. Oh, no. That would be such a mess. <laughs> An objection section. Oh, God. <laughs> An erection selection. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's going to be... It's going to be wacky. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a newfound excitement surrounding the whole thing now that I saw all those names of Republicans that are maybe willing to vote with the Democrats. Yeah. Not on, obviously, yeah, and convicting I'm, him and removing him, but I'm sure Nancy knew. I'm sure she knew that that was coming down the pike. Either that or she was totally willing to say, go ahead, Republicans, and mm-hmm. vote against witnesses, and you will go down in 2020. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have <clears throat> eight uh moderate that are running mm-hmm. republicans yeah we only need four right go for it i dare you yeah i mean how are you gonna like be a republican strategist trying to run a campaign so much right now yeah and just trying to run your campaign on this idea of like anti-establishment or whatever and then meanwhile your person is banding together with other republicans choosing to not even allow a trial to move forward like it all like it literally has every every single time that's the most establishment shit mm-hmm. for people to band together and literally not even allow a trial to go forward as a trial by definition happens yeah and McConnell wants the Clinton precedent of not committing to witnesses prior to the to the uh, the trial beginning but if he wants any other semblance of precedent in every single other impeachment mm-hmm. proceeding that we've gone through in the history of our country, they all have witnesses. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, you can't say you care about precedent and then not. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can, and you can be McConnell. I they, guess. yeah, they, they don't care about the precedent though. Obviously they yeah. just care about, you know, they have their talking point about how all of this is unprecedented. And because of that, they can do whatever the hell they want. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and speaking of poop, we oh, have yay. a lot of good news coming up right after. The poop news is good news. Oh, my God. The anticipation is killing me. <laughs> coming up right after. Stick with us. You're going you're gonna to be glad you did. 
Hey everybody, it's AG and I want to tell you about The Cliff Dorfman Show. It's a podcast. It's brand new from Starburns Audio, hosted by the screenwriter, actor, director Cliff Dorfman. If you've ever wondered uh, if a movie based around the world of UFC uh, and featuring Brian Callen as the ring announcer could make you cry, watch Cliff's movie Warrior. Um, Cliff, along with his intern and Starburns Audio CEO Jason Smith, who also happens to be my live show assistant. I have a CEO as an assistant at my live shows. Uh, they sit down with artists of all types and learn about their life. I'm so excited Jason's doing this pod with Cliff. Um, he's talk, they talk about uh, their life, history, and their inspirations that made them who they are today. Uh, the journeys are surprising, unique, inspiring, engaging, and very human. Uh, the first two-part interview of the comedy legend Super Dane Cook is already live with new episodes dropping every Wednesday. Um, that's the Cliff Dorfman Show podcast on Starburns Audio. Download and listen and subscribe today. You'll be glad you did. All right, first piece of good news, Rep. Chris Collins, an early, I think one of the first Trump supporters, uh, that he was indicted for insider trading. Uh, he's facing 57 months in prison after Holy prosecutors shit. recommended that much time in a court filing, quote, in committing insider trading and later lying to federal agents to cover it up and in continuing to actively uh, serve in the House of Representatives during that time, Collins came to embody the cynical idea that those in power who make the laws are not required to follow them. This surely was not lost on him, but it did not cause him to hesitate uh, in making the choice to commit multiple crimes while holding one of the most visible and prestigious jobs in the United States. So that's Chris Collins. We also know Duncan Hunter is going down, uh, too. Uh, he's already pleaded guilty. Uh, that was to campaign finance fraud. There was another insider trading. Uh, Doug. Uh, yeah, the one we just reported on it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I forget the name. Yeah, me too. So yeah. many. There's too many crimes. This guy has a creepy age. He's 69. Oh, creepy. <laughs> and from the BBC today, same-sex marriage is now legal in Northern Ireland. Starting today, same-sex couples will be able to register and marry. And for couples who are already married, their marriage will now be legally recognized in Northern Ireland. Congratulations. Fuck. Yes. Northern Ireland. That's so fucking awesome. Uh, and f I have this uh, for you. Operation Valentine's. A 104-year-old World War II veteran, one of the only ones left. Um, his name is Major Bill White. He's a Marine who survived the Battle of Iwo Jima, spent 30 years on active duty, and 54 retired, recipient of the Purple Heart. He wants you to send him a Valentine's Day card, and he says he will keep it. Uh, he wants to add to his collection of well wishes from near and far, and he's asking for these Valentines. So you can send them to attention. Hold for Major Bill White, USMC retired. The Oaks at Inglewood. 6725 Inglewood Avenue, Stockton, California, 95207. Oh my God, I love that so much. Me too. That is so cool. 104. Yeah. So badass. Badass as fuck. Valentine. Tell him you love him. All right, you ready for a little Schadenfreude? Yes. Schadenfreude. The headline from the prestigious Washington Post reads Vulture Vultures are pooping all over a CBP radio tower. The U.S. Border Patrol has a problem with vultures, about 300 of them shitting and pissing and barfing all over a Border Patrol radio tower that the agency needs to communicate. The poop is coating the entire 320-foot tower in southern Texas, including the doorknobs and railings that Border Patrol agents have to touch. They shit and barf all over it, drop prey barf. on it. <laughs> yeah, they regurgitate bones and fur. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, and the Border Patrol has put in a work order for vulture deterrence netting. <laughs> Because killing the birds isn't an option because of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act of 1918, which fines up organizations up to $200,000 for each bird. Uh, the vultures did not respond to a request for comment. 
Oh, that is good. So that's the poop story. Very symbolic, all of that. <laughs> Just like shitting, barfing, and pissing. Mm-hmm. I th- I, that's, that wasn't in the Washington Post, but um, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I thought you were going to make a joke like uh, vultures around CBP and another news. Yeah. Birds that eat dead things. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good jokes. There, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Who are the real vultures? Yeah, exactly. In Southern Texas. The one uh, shitting on, on the tower or the one shitting on the Constitution? I mean, has you this not decide. always been a problem? That's my question. It's it's interesting to think that this Why is an now? issue that's, yeah, that's just this coming up. This is clearly up. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. And her Democrat birds. Yeah. In Congress. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bleak, too, because it's like, if vultures are shitting a lot, that means things are dying a lot, (laughs) which is a dark way to interpret that story, but I don't know. Let's chalk it up to climate change. It also reminds me of that Pat Oswalt story, if you've ever heard about the rat. Ah. Where he the, was, I know. The, was he a voice in Ratatouille? And grab, <laughs> he was Ratatouille. Where the like the hawk comes and grabs the rat from across a wire in his yard and drops it on a shed. And it it if you haven't listened to that story, you need to. It is so great. Patton Oswalt is a genius. Is it a stand-up bit? It is. It's oh, one funny. of his stand-up stories. And okay, he, cool. He's just one of the best storytellers of all time. Yeah. So check that out. The rat. So um, cool. That's all I have. Do you have any final thoughts? Uh, I do not. Yeah, no. No, me neither. Other than thank you guys so much for everything. Thanks for your support. Uh, we're getting a video uh, coming this month. We're getting our furniture and our little screen. We're putting together our studio. So I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did that all with the help of your uh, contributions through Patreon. And if you uh, want to become a patron so you can watch those videos and listen to our Q&A episodes, uh, just go ahead and head over to... Uh, actually, go to patreon.com slash wrote because you'll become a, a patron of both shows. Uh, and you'll get the ad-free Daily Beans the night before it comes out for everybody else, uh, which is why we always have sort of linear time problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate that so much. Um, it's uh, Thank you for supporting women in podcasting. It's truly amazing. Um, I'm so humbled by it so thank you very much everyone please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of your mental health i've been ag i've been jordan coburn and them's the beans the daily beans is executive produced and directed by ag and jordan coburn and engineered and edited by mackenzie mazell and starburns industries our marketing manager executive assistant production and social media direction is amanda reader fact checking and research by ag jordan coburn and amanda reader our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>